Good morning, everybody. Graham Bland was going to be speaking to us from God's Word this morning. Unfortunately, he's, he's not well, um, and so he's gone to hopefully feel better. And let's just pray for him now as he's uh, had to leave. Father God, we just thank you for Graham. We thank you, Lord, for his obedience to you. We thank you, Lord, for the way in which he has stood by you and walked with you for a long time, Lord, and just wanted to serve you. And we pray now, Lord, as he's feeling unwell and it's brought back memories of when he was unwell last year. We just pray, Father, that you would just give him confidence in you, that he can just reach out to you. And we pray, Father, that you would just help him, Lord, through this difficult moment. Give him your strength and encouragement, Lord. Increase his faith in you, Lord, that he can just depend upon you, reach out to you at this time, Lord, to receive healing from you. And we pray, Father, you would heal him even now, Lord, that whatever is it, uh, affect him, Lord, at this time, Lord. It's some kind of cold virus, Lord. We pray that you would just break that down, Lord, and get rid of it, Lord, so he'd be set free, Lord, set free in you. And we pray, Father, that you would just bless him now, Lord, and that he would just have that confidence in you to know that you're taking control of the situation and, and that you've taken it under your wing, Lord, taken him under your wing, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So a slight change this morning, so I thought we would just have a little look at what God has been saying to me recently, in fact this morning. Uh, this morning I got up and I took the dog for a walk and I came back and I didn't have the, the shoes on that I wanted to have on and I actually washed them, and put them outside the back door to dry and they've been there for uh, about two days and my wife said, aren't they dry yet? Yeah, they'd be, they'd be dry. I'll, I'll, I'll put them on now. So, actually, what I did first of all, I, I, as I said, I cleaned them. They were still dirty a bit, so I cleaned them off more. I cleaned one of them off, and I put it down on the floor. And I put my hand in the other shoe to put on, and felt something very warm and soft. <laughs> and I thought, what's that? I, and then out of the shoe popped a large toad. <laughs> and it surprised me. And I thought, what do I do now? And I thought, oh, well, I've just got to pick it up and take it outside. So I did. And it didn't try and jump away. I think it was as shocked as I was, probably. But it actually, you know, when these things happen, sometimes God just whispers in your ear. And God just said to me, surprise, I want you to know my surprises. I want you to be surprised by what I do in you. I want you to sense that I am a God of surprises and it just set me thinking before we came here this morning in terms of what does God do when he says when he's saying I want to surprise you what is God talking about how is God actually speaking to us in that why would God want to surprise us surely we need to know God as he is and understand him and get to know him should we be surprised by God or shouldn't it be that we just get to know him in a relationship through his word and through the way he he deals in our lives. But actually, God enjoys surprises. God enjoys surprises. He enjoys actually revealing things to us in a new way. He enjoys getting alongside us and speaking into our hearts so that we can receive from him daily. And sometimes that really surprises us because we, we think, well, what is God doing? And, and we, we're thinking, trying to work out in our own way the way we usually plan things and sort things out. And sometimes I can be quite rigid about the way things are done, as my wife would tell you. It's sort of, you know, it can be a bit of a pain sometimes. It has to be done this way. And you know, then suddenly God surprises us in different ways. 
Let's just have a look at um, the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit was given to the early church at Pentecost. So Acts chapter 2. Let's just read a few verses from there. And just think about how they felt at that time. Because they didn't know what God was going to do. They knew that Jesus had lived amongst them. They knew that Jesus had been crucified and had died. They knew that Jesus had been resurrected and had been brought back from the dead. They knew all that. And they knew that somehow they wanted to live in God's presence, but they didn't know exactly how that would be. So let's look at Acts chapter 2. Starting from verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some have made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. And then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. And Peter goes on to talk, to speak more and more about what was happening and what they were seeing so that they could understand this surprising situation, this miraculous situation. Now, I don't know about you, but quite often we don't really understand God to be as big as he really is. 
we don't really grasp the fact that God is a God of surprises and God can do anything that he wants to do. Anything. We limit God. We can easily put boundaries around God. We can even put boundaries around ourselves. I'll let you talk to me about that, God, but I don't want you talking to me about that. And we can push God away a little bit in terms of saying, I'll allow that bit, but not that bit. And God is just waiting for us to open up, to receive from him, to be surprised by him, maybe even shocked by him. Not in a, in a bad way, but just in the sense that we weren't expecting something and God wants to raise our expectations of him. You know, we've prayed today for people who are sick, are ill, have had pain. Are we believing that those people will be healed because we have asked God to do that? And sometimes we seem surprised when there is a healing. We weren't expecting it and we seem surprised by it. But should we be surprised? Or should we be actually listening to what God is doing in our lives and seeking him daily in terms of showing us what he wants? Showing us what he wants to do with us, through us, for us? It's difficult sometimes there are so many distractions. So many distractions that we can actually just be pushed to one side or we can even push God to one side. And I believe what God has wanted to say to us this morning is that he loves to surprise us. He loves to actually intervene. He loves to be involved with us. He loves to be part of what we're doing. He loves to bring joy and hope and strength into our lives that we can't get anywhere else. He's the only one who can do those things for us. He's the only one who can step in and say, Let's do it my way, and gives us the strength and power to do that. When you look at the miracles in the New Testament, when you look at the way that Jesus actually worked with people, healed people, but look at some of the responses of people. Some people were surprised by joy, and were joyful at the way God was moving, and relished it. They wanted to see God moving that way. They believed that Jesus was God's son. But there were just as many, if not more, who said, oh, it, it can't be, what, you know, this is fake, this isn't true. This isn't really right, you shouldn't be doing this. He's not, he's not who you think he is. This, is. this is just somebody just tricking you into something. Destroying their faith, trying to destroy their faith. But those who actually stood strong, stayed, having faith in Christ, knew that they could actually see what God was doing and were drawn to him, believed in him, accepted him. We just have to be careful, don't we, that we don't follow the ways of the world. I don't know about you, but quite often when you hear things on TV or see things on TV or on the radio, they interfere sometimes with our relationship with God. They can sometimes bring doubt or fear or worry, concern. And it's not of God. It's not of God. And yet we allow that to sort of get into ourselves and it sort of worries us and it disturbs us and we forget the power of God that is available to us, the way in which God can move in our lives, not just to help us and to actually strengthen us, but also to be able to reach out to others so that we can share God's love with them. 
And I think that when God talks about surprises, I think that's part of what God is doing. He's shaking us up a bit. Shaking us up a bit to say, there's more to me than you think of. There's more for you as a church, as a body, but there's more for you as an individual. We limit God. We can sometimes so easily put God in a box. We can sometimes just sort of see boundaries which we have put in place. They're not from God. And sometimes we need to actually allow God to set us free from those boundaries, from those things that bind us and stop us enjoying God's fullness and God's presence. It's interesting, isn't it, that, that I was looking only yesterday and thinking about the way in which the world just doesn't understand, doesn't understand about Jesus, doesn't understand about God the Father, doesn't understand about the Holy Spirit, and yet they, they seem to think they understand about so many other things which are almost fruitless will not actually bear fruit in their lives, will not actually give them what they desire, really. And then God comes in and surprises them because they start to see him for who he really is. We can have a big part to play in that, to bring God's surprise into the life of others so that other people can actually see that God is a God of surprises, that God isn't just a God of a book, a God of, of a certain framework or a certain set of ideas, but God is real and God is there for them. So let's be surprised ourselves, but let's take that surprise out to others as well. So we can talk to them. Talk to them honestly. Talk to them bravely about what we know to share with them the love of God so that they too can be surprised, so that they too can recognise there is actually something more than just the life we live without God, something far more, something far more important that they need to know. So I think we need just to seek God to empower us with those conversations. I'm not talking about, you know, we've all been in those situations where somebody starts almost berating somebody with God's word. And it doesn't work, does it? We need to be able to be real with people, but to be honest with people and open with people so that they can see that, that, that God is there and they can be surprised by God. Don't we want our friends, our family, The ones that, that perhaps have never really grasped who God is, how great God is. Don't we want them to be surprised as they get to know God? Amen. To, to, to just be then wanting to know more about God. To be asking questions about God. To be asking why we follow Christ, why we follow God. Why we are part of his body. And you know, we need to be praying into that, praying that people are going to be genuinely seeking God and asking us. They'll be ready for that, be ready to be able to answer when people ask us about this God that we serve.
It's difficult sometimes, isn't it? I, I was talking to our next door neighbour yesterday and he's in a difficult situation because he was in a marriage where his wife followed the Jehovah's Witnesses and became a Jehovah's Witness and it's made him very, very afraid to even think about God. And I just felt we need to be able to reach out to people like that. His idea of God is so wrong. And yet he thinks his wife is the one that was wrong to actually follow the JWs. Maybe that's true. But he's just as wrong, really, in the way that he's now said, I don't want to know about God. And that's difficult. And I'm just praying that we will have opportunities to share with him and to actually enable him to understand who God really is, to be surprised by God. There's so many people out there who need to be surprised by God. And we can bring that surprise into their lives. And we can actually demonstrate for them that God is real, that God is amongst us. And there's so many things we can talk to people about from this church. You know, we know all the things like the food bank, because that is something that God has put in store so that we can reach out to people. Yes, it is to help people when they are really in need. And that's why we do it, so that people have food to eat and people can be comfortable. But it's also about sharing God's love, surprising people with God's love. Think about the other things where we reach out to people. Stepping stones, job club. Lots of different ways in which we reach out to people, which we can bring that surprise into their lives in a real way. So we don't have to be sort of thinking, how am I going to say this? How am I going to speak to this person? It will just come naturally because we're talking about what God is doing. And let them be surprised by what God is doing. So there's a challenge for us there this morning. And I don't mean to, to be a challenge in the sense that we feel bad about it and sort of beat ourselves up about it, because that's not the point, is it? The point is that we can actually also bring God's surprise into other people's lives in a very real way. Pentecost was very real. People saw the Holy Spirit. They saw what God was doing, and they responded, and the church was established. And we can be part of that in our lives, because we can also be looking at what God is doing in our lives and then actually challenging other people in the softest way, in the, the way in which they can respond to us, in the way in which they can respond to his spirit, his Holy Spirit, as we speak to people, as we share with people. So let's just think about that. Perhaps we can just consider that through this week. How has God surprised us? How can we bring God's surprise into other people's lives and make God's real for people so that they can see the real Jesus? so they can see the Holy Spirit at work and they can recognise that it isn't about just saying certain words or doing certain things, but it's about having that true relationship with God. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you that you are a God of surprises. I thank you for that because you never cease to carry on surprising me in different ways. And they're usually fantastic surprises. It's usually great to see the things you're doing and to know your love and to know your joy. 
and to know your strength. And Lord, I just pray for each one of us here, Lord, that we will actually recognise your surprises in our lives, Lord. Be able to reach out to you to receive those surprises and that we too can be people who go and surprise others with your love, with your joy, with your strength, with your peace, with your healing. We just thank you, Father, that you call us to be part of your work, to be able to reach out to others. And we pray, Lord, we would see success in that, Lord. It won't be a, a difficult thing, Lord. It won't be a thing we're afraid of or we're worried about. But we will be able to talk about the way God surprises us, the way God has surprised us in the past. And we're able to share that with people, Lord, so that people will recognize that you are real, that Jesus is real, that the Holy Spirit is real. Help us to do that, Lord. Fill us with your spirit that we may be able to respond to you and reach out to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Roger, you're going to come up and uh, talk to us about some other things, I think.